So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ricky. And I'm Ricky. How's it going, Ricky? I'm pretty good, Ricky. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. So um, what were we up to this weekend? Um, I don't know. I was with my boys, Aguila and... uh, and, uh, you know the other guy. The bass, oh, that's true. The bass player. Nobody knows that. What names. were the Killbillies? <laughs> so the Killbillies were. You're thinking of Joe. Yeah, the kill, yeah, the, that guy. The Killbillies. The twelve-year-old. So the Killbillies <laughs> played at O'Shea's on on Friday. We had a pretty yes. good time. And um, yes. Oh, and we played we played at O'Shea's on Friday, and we had uh, we had our we had our. Uh, Zombie girl back again. Oh, yeah. So there's this girl who just, I don't know if we talked about it last we, time. I think we did. Not last time, but the time before that we talked about it. It, yeah. was two weeks, it was two weeks. It was like two weeks ago or something. Yeah, and we had to really stand up to her. It seemed a little harsh at the time, but it wasn't. It, yeah. There's this one girl who gets super drunk and just just stands right in front of us and, and just starts goes, going, zombie, play zombie. We're like, we don't know that song. Play zombie. We don't play that song. Zombie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just so obnoxious. It's so yeah, obnoxious. So, so James... Um, James put her in a place, and then she got upset and left. But yeah, you know, exactly. Life goes on. <laughs> that it does, my friend. Um, and then uh, it was Patty Max on uh, on on Saturday. Patty Max on Saturday. And if anyone feels like we're we're repeating ourselves, that's because we have played O'Shea's and Patty Max. It's because it's March, and March is Kill Billy's Groundhog Day. Like we just play all the Irish pubs thirty-seven times at least every you know every week. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah. then uh, and then we start all over in April. So. Exactly. And it's been a lot yeah. of fun actually. Then on Sunday I played at um, Golden Juicery, which yeah. is if, if no one's ever been to Golden Juicery, and this sounds like an ad, but it's not. I just love the place. It is really cool. It's a, it's just such a good vibe. Is that so in Jupiter, yeah, it's nice. um it's in Juno where uh, like a local surf shop is and stuff like that. Okay, so if you're into juices of any any sort, then <laughs> Coffee, uh, coffees and juices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go and check out Golden Juicery, and um at some point you're going to come and do one of these with me. I am, I am. At some point I'm going to get up there and I'm going to actually uh, grow a pair and sit up there and play a few tunes with you on a guitar instead of a bass. But, yeah, but uh, we'll see. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So we have Ricky, 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 and Ricky with us today. How you guys How's it going? How you guys doing, Rickies? We're doing good. Thanks, Ricky. <laughs> hey, Ricky. This, oh. this. Oh wait, this is not the shake. Ricky, Martin. <laughs> hang on a minute. No, yeah, we have Fuakata with us. We have Julius, um, who plays bass, and we have Fo, who plays drums, and Sophia, who plays trumpet, and Tyler, who is the front man. How's it going, guys? We're doing fucking great. How are you guys? Yeah, so yeah, nice to man. see you. Killed by Florida. I love that band. Hey, we love Killed by Florida, man. We played with them a couple of times at a couple of festivals, and we're still trying to get them to Miami, but, you know, nice. we're going to get there. Gonna It'll get happen. There. It'll happen. They're cool. And a part of the thing I love about them is just how, how awesome all of their merch and their art is. 
Oh my gosh, so good. I mean, you have Mickey Mouse like literally dying and like almost killing people. I mean, who wouldn't want to buy a shirt like that in Florida? I know. I wear my Kill by Florida shirt all the time. In yeah. fact, it was lucky I wasn't wearing it today because then we would look like nerds, but I wear it all the time. I mean, our names are Ricky, right? So, I mean, yeah, it, exactly. it all works. So. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> funny. We think about that all the time. Like, if someone puts on a Kill by Florida shirt, we're thinking, like, Man, who else is going to wear one today? Yeah, exactly. man. If it's not one of us, it's one of our buddies coming to watch us. Like, yeah, man, someone's got this on. <laughs> exactly, they really nailed the merch for sure. But let's um, let's talk about you guys. Um, so the f- question I generally ask for, well, you know what? I'm going to switch that up because I got to know about Fuakata. Can you tell us a little bit about how co- how come you guys are called that and what does it mean? And uh, th- give us the story of the name. Oh man! That's... It was originally, right? It was originally pendeja. Okay, but uh, <laughs> that's great. Someone wanted to change it to fuagata. <laughs> okay, who was that? Someone. So that was me. Um, in Spanish, pendeja means like like pubic hair, and I didn't want to tell my parents my band was named Pubic Hair in Spanish. <laughs> that's fair. So <laughs> I tried to f- figure out what. You should have just called it ca- pubic hair in English. then my dad would have been mad (laughs) (laughs) so I was like I can't have mom mad I can't have dad mad what can we do so I I was like working like overtime one day at work like super late like you know and I just started drafting up names before band practice we were going to practice like at 9.30 10pm one night at the at the lab at the meth lab call it what it is the meth lab (laughs) Julius had a, a used to have a what was it? Uh, you, you said it. You said it. A meth lab, an efficiency, a studio place that we used to practice at in Miami. Gotcha. And right before practice, I was like, man, we got to name this band. Like, it's been like practice number four. We've already got like four songs ready, right? And we got to start like figuring out what we're going to call ourselves. So I just started writing out names. I, I, you know, I wrote Pendeja on the sheet. I wrote La Matamosca. So I wrote a bunch of different things because like the music was a blend between English and Spanish. So I was like, something's got to stick, whether it's in English or Spanish. And I wrote on one of those on the bullet points was Fuacata. And Fuacata is like a word for impact. It's an onomatopoeia. So boom, pow. I figured our music was kind of like that, you know. It kind of hit some highs, some lows, but you never knew what was going to happen, right? Yeah, that so. works. I think it's a cool name, personally. Yeah. Originally, like, I wasn't in the four people who, like, started the band. So Julius, back in the day, we used to hang out. We used to follow all his bands. And we always had this idea that to be in a ska punk project. Yeah. And I always said, like, if we're going to do this, it's going to be called Rat Mouth. Because we were going to a slightly stupid show in Boca Raton. Sure. And the old guitar player was like, Boca Raton, Mouth of the Rat. And I yeah. was like, Rat Mouth. I was like, that's perfect. It's a good but, name. But, you know, I didn't get a say in it. Because. My friends had a hardcore band called Rat Dog. Anything with rat and another animal or rat and another one syllable word, I'm all about it. Yeah. Like, that would have yeah. been a good name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, well, that's cool. That's a lot of fun. Fuakata. Am I saying it right? No, you're yeah, saying it perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> better than most. Yeah, better than most. You could okay. be saying Fuakata. Uh, Fukata, fukta, fupa taco. We've been called everything. So. <laughs> gotcha. I've heard. I've heard a lot of people uh, refer to you guys as fukata. Fukata, like yeah. the the fucking European feud from the fucking. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, and I'm, I, like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh no, it's fukata. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. So, um, 
the next question is how you guys all got into music, and I think it'd be fun to just go round. Um, so, so Julius, um, when it comes to like you know your parents and um, like were they supportive, and how how did you first find yourself deciding to play some play music? <clears throat> deciding, I don't know. To be honest, um, I think it was just kind of. Uh, the way me and my friends grew up was like always like skateboarding and, and yeah. getting into, you know, just going down that kind of rabbit hole. And, Where did you grow up? Uh, in Miami, yeah. Miami Springs, a little yeah. like suburb in Miami. Um, I did have a cousin that, you know, at a young age got me into a lot of punk rock and I, yeah. you know, just got my friends into it. So we just like went into that like culture and with the skating, everyone pretty much learned how to play a little bit of a guitar. Everyone knew a little sure. bit of tricks and just kind of like, hey, this is awesome. Next thing you know, me and Kenny, not going to say we were good, but we were a lot better than everyone else. And we we're like, dude, right. let's fucking do this. Yeah, okay. And as years go by, we just kind of figured that out. Yeah. Kenny was our old guitarist, by the way. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, what about you, Fo? How did you find yourself playing music in the early early years? Uh, well, I started off originally wanting to play guitar. So like any good parent, my dad took me to Guitar Center. He was going to help me pick out a guitar so I could start learning. And I picked up like three or four of them i played like the one chord that i knew yeah and i was just like i don't know i don't really like any of these so as we're like making our way out i see the drum section i'm like no way who would have thought guitar center has drums yeah so i go i sit down i started playing and it was just it just clicked instantly and i told my dad i was like dad this this is what i want to do oh nice how old were you again uh at the time i was probably like 10 11 just getting into middle school so then I get in the middle school band, and I'm like, I want to play drums. And my band director decides to put me on tuba. <laughs> That's usually how it works. <laughs> yeah. And the bad part was I was good at it. So I kept telling him, like, I want to do percussion next year. And he just wouldn't let me do it. So then I got the yeah, high once school. Once he tricks someone into playing tuba, you got to keep him on there. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to play drums, and they put me on saxophone. So it's just that's how it works, man. You, you can't say you want to play drums because then they put you on something else. Exactly. <laughs> to be fair, though, the tuba is pretty cool. I've seen some fun, like, Punk bands, like folk punk bands and stuff, use them, you know. It works pretty good. Um, do you still play the tuba? Uh, last time I played it was I was I did drum corps for my age out here. That was like my first time picking it up in nine years. That's yeah. why wow. you did a funeral gig with me. Oh, and I did some funeral, <laughs> funeral gigs with her okay. earlier last year. In Little Haiti. Hell yeah. Oh, there nope. you go. What kind of stuff do you play on brass instruments at a funeral? Ooh, lots of hymns. We do lots of old school, like, French hymns and old like, Christian hymns. So this us. is something you do quite often. You still do that? We we did that a lot during the pandemic Okay, to raise oh, funds. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that's that's. I've actually played a couple of funerals, too. It has yeah, a, yeah. Nice it, taps. It, or? it gives me yeah. like a New Orleans vibe when you guys are... Yeah, about yeah. Horns at a that's actually what it was. Yeah. A lot of people are like, "What's a Haitian funeral like?" It's a lot like a New Orleans, New Orleans funeral. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Creole funeral. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Very interesting. About what that. about you, Sophia? How did you get into playing the trumpet? So, actually, I really she wanted, wanted to, be a to like <laughs> 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 the, quite the opposite. Yeah, I wanted that's to be fair. a drummer. No. That's fair. <laughs> so I was actually in sixth grade, and I saw a lot of my friends like skipping class. And I was like, why are they leaving class early? And then they'd start playing all these assemblies in school. And I'm like, the band gets to leave class early. And they got these cool suitcases with them everywhere they go. They look like they got something like a mission, right? Yeah. How do I like look like I have a mission? Or something. How do I get out of class? So I found out it was the band kids. The band kids get to leave class early. The band kids always have something to do. And they look like they're on a mission. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. 
So how do I get into band? I don't know. I filled out some paperwork, and somehow my seventh grade year, I got switched into band. And when they asked me, Sophia, which instrument do you want to play? I was like, I don't know, the Cuban ones, <laughs> right? So I looked at the instruments and like, well, you got to try it on all of them, all right? I looked at the instruments, and I, I see the saxophones, way too many buttons. I see the trumpet, three buttons. Okay. Trombone, no buttons. <laughs> the flute and the like, the French horn, clarinet, none of those were options for me. I was like, nah, I'm not looking at those. So for me, it was saxophone, trumpet, or trombone. And yeah. the trumpet seemed like the happy medium. And there's Three plenty buttons. of trumpet in uh, Cuban music. Yeah. So I was like, all right, trumpet. And you know what? Trombone, no buttons. That's got to be way too hard. There's got to be a trick question in that. <laughs> yeah, right? No real. buttons. What do I have to do to make that work? <laughs> too much work. All right. <laughs> saxophone too many buttons all right yeah. i was like ah, i'm not a piano player my hands can't do that trumpets in the middle i think i could figure that out and that's why i picked that one so you've been and playing the it for a long music. time do you play anything else i did take like a year or two a trombone and you know i could play all the trumpet variants i could do flugelhorn and piccolo okay trumpet, but my main thing is trumpet b flat trumpet yeah wicked um is it uh so you've been playing it since pretty young age what um what were your some of your musical influences like what have you gone through sort of like phases of like being into one thing or another were you ever a big jazz head actually it's quite the opposite i went to school for classical music and i actually got a master's in classical performance really so and my specialty was baroque music interesting yeah so i I played baroque trumpet i actually learned how to play baroque the baroque uh, trombone too so i did a lot the sack butt i did all that stuff Super old school Did you shit. actually get one? The university had one, so I didn't have to buy one, which is a blessing. But the yeah. piccolo, I, I had to get one at the end of it, but yeah. I love Baroque music. I, I just got a hurdy-gurdy, and, there's a, and I've been learning all these French dances from like the, you know, the 15th, 16th centuries, and the, I love all that kind it's of music. It's actually kind of fun. Once you get into it and you're in the zone for it, it's pretty fun, you know? Yeah, and to play absolutely. with other musicians is even better. The recorders are pretty cool, too, because yeah. they got special keyed recorders for that music. Yeah, absolutely. The temperament was a bit different and all that. Yeah, so does that mean. factor in? I know that factors in massively with like keyboard instruments, but does the, the the tuning and the temperament factor in with like trumpet and trombone too? Yeah, so for the for the horn and the sackbud and and the the natural trumpet, you can actually take out some of the tubing and add additional tubing with extra loops in it right. to add extra keys into the music. A lot of it is um, kind of like a clarinet or a flute where you press over the holes. Yeah. So there's actually no valves, no no keys necessarily. You press over the holes. Sure, yeah. So very different. And I use some of that music kind of to inspire the music that I wrote with Fuakata. Wow, that's fascinating. That cool. Yeah, I was really drunk when I did that. <laughs> 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 Delete so, that. I'm going to educate Ben here a little bit. You know, uh, you know what other instrument is in Cuban music a lot? I do. I do. Just say it there. The Guido. <laughs> <laughs> From so, Star Wars? <laughs> so one of our first guests um, that we had on was Vince Flora. And, um, and uh, he's an Italian fella. And, um, and he definitely heard something different than Guido. We, we were talk- <laughs> well, we were talking about instruments and stuff, and I mentioned the Guido. And and but in his head I was calling him a Guido, <laughs> yeah. and he was like he was like you know I said you know what a Guido is and he goes of course I know what a Guido is I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, nah, that's, not uh, yeah, that's a, not what I meant. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. 
Um, yeah, what about you, Tyler? How, how did you find wind up becoming a singer, and, and do you play any other instruments? So pretty much how I became a singer is like I was introduced to music at a very young age, from all the way from Johnny Cash to Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. And once I found ska and punk, I was very like into that music, and then I met Julius. And yeah. Julius always told me, he's like, your personality, you have to be in a band with us one day. And this was years ago when we were like 16 in high school. We're all cool. like 27, 30 now. Yeah. So once it happened, like he's just like, here, take a mic. And I was nervous as shit the first time I got on the fucking stage. I'll tell you that. And it just happened naturally. And like people always tell me, they're like, man, you were meant for this shit. And, you know, I don't have the best vocals, but I mean, it's Scott Punk. You ain't going to sound like, <laughs> like Steven Tyler or any of these people that I grew up listening to. By the way, I'm named after Steven Tyler. Aerosmith, really? fuck yeah. Ah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. And also, this is his first band. My first yeah. band. Everyone here has been in a band but me. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, I, I knew you guys looked familiar, but I didn't realize we'd actually played together before with like that Johnny T chords and bands yeah, like that. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. yeah, back in the day of No Name, I, I'm a little hopeless with that kind of thing. So you'll have to, you have to, <laughs> you have to accept my sincere apologies Play for that. With you guys too, man. <laughs> for the penny you're not dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how do you guys write songs? That's all you, Jules. Uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're looking at me because that's kind of how practice goes. And then they're just like, I don't know. I'll just play this and this we, will come out. And then we just. Do you start with an, do you, do you, do you come up with the ideas in the rehearsal room or do you come with ideas? Normally with this band, it will be in the rehearsal room. Interesting. And it'll just be just off a whim, get a good riff going and a good like. Like basis of the song going, and we'll just all kind of jam together. Me and Foe click super tight, and from then on, we just kind of just slowly build it up. Yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot of times, a lot of times we usually uh, like start jamming out, and we'll get like one solid idea kind of ironed out, and that we really like a lot, and then we write the rest of the song around that one, that around yeah. that one idea. Yeah, sure. Is it something where you're like, we need a song like this, and then you kind of go that direction, or is it just whatever comes? It's pretty much. Well, I think someone will go on a bathroom break, and then like at least like one or two people from the band is like missing because it's like, oh, I gotta go grab a drink, and then somebody sure. else has to go pee, and yeah, then it's yeah. just like maybe the rhythm section is left behind, and somebody lets out a riff. Yeah, and I think then it's, it goes from it's there. both. Like, because then you'll come into like some you know whatever two people are left, and they're jamming, and you'll come into like, all right, you kind of build a song around that, and you kind of be like, well. We did want to, I did have this idea, or I did want to have this influence on this, yeah. or this influence on that. How can I tie this into this song? And then you just kind of figure it out. But it's real, it's real, it's all pretty natural. I think she's talking like yeah. that song we have uh, called Mermaid, that it was him and our old oh, guitarist. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't yeah. know. We, yeah, we wrote the, that entire song we wrote around the little breakdown section in the middle that has the drum solo. We just. Yeah. Like, Kenny and I just started fooling around with that, and then Julius came in, like, learned the part and started playing with it. We were like, this is so cool. And then somehow we wrote the rest of the song. It was basically (laughs) this, uh, like, this little Caribbean beat, or, like, groove that our guitarist was playing. Yeah. And it sounded like something right off The Little Mermaid. (laughs) And then when I got into the band, they, they, like, they would show me the songs. They're like, this is what we have. And I'm like, well, I have this song about a girl. Of course, it's always about a girl, right? Sure. And Julius looks at me and he goes, can you sing it fast? And I'm like... 
Yeah, let's try it. And it just it just meshed so good. Yeah, so are you wicked. are you primarily the one that writes the lyrics then? Or? Uh, pretty much. For the first EP, I was kind of given like bits and pieces of a song. And of course, I put my own twist on it. Mm-hmm. But it usually starts with them writing the songs. And then I will just do my melody and then just write lyrics on top of that. Okay. So it's, uh, it's just a collective process, man. Nice. It always happens in the band room with just jamming. It always starts like that. Yeah, yeah cool. I love that you guys do it all, to- all together like that as opposed to, uh, you know, one person writing a song or, you know, that kind Cause of Because I'd say that the, by far and away the most common way that, that people do it is there's going to be like one primary sure. sort of like songwriter who comes and, 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 and has like, you know, seventy percent of the idea fleshed out, and then and then the band kind of figures out the rest. You know, yeah. but just the the idea that it's just a complete group effort, and you guys all do it in the room right there is that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah it's man, pretty yeah. organic. I, I it's think pretty it, cool. It started because well, when the idea started, it was our old guitarist, and he had two songs, so he had the whole structure written and everything. So when we all got together, like okay, then we could do this, and then all the other new stuff was just super organic. So now that He's not there, and we're writing all these new songs without him. Yeah. It was just kind of like, well, no one else is, you know. No one's bringing the ideas. No one's bringing the ideas so, yeah. in and just see what comes to the table, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so, obviously it started like that, but no, yeah, it's completely different. Different than anything awesome. I've ever no, done, too. No, that's awesome, though. Who are we missing around the table? There's one more. Oh, more Mike member. Dan, the guy with two first names, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, we started off with a guy named Kenny. Kenny, we miss you. Have fun in Costa Rica. We love you. He parted ways. He wanted to change his life. He moved to Costa Rica, and we were okay with it. It was an easy, you know, split. And for about a couple months, we, you know, we didn't know what we were going to do. We we were like, damn, it's going to be the end of Fuakta. But we were like, fuck no. We're like, we're going to find the right person. And he was always there. He was always at our shows, but we never thought about Mike Dan. We were like... And one day, Sophia's like, wait, why don't you ask Mike Dan? He lives in Key Largo, though, and we're uh, in Miami. That's a far commute. It's like an hour and this, a half, two hours. This guy traffic. will drive up every time we have practice, any show. And before that, he'd come to all the shows. So yeah, wow. once he started playing with us, and he's a ska punk kind of guy. Like, like you, he just reps that shit. Yeah, that's and, a drive, yeah. And, like, when he got in the band, it was just like, oh, my gosh, the puzzle pieces, they just meshed. And, you know, now he's part of the band. He's official flock at that. Nice. Yeah. And from day one, too. Yeah. Man, he's been out to a lot of our shows. And he, even before all this happened. So it's been cool to, to see, that, like, how genuine he is. And when we presented this idea to him, he was like 100% down from the get-go, so that was He's nice. like, me, Tyler? Me? For real? And I'm like, dude, like, of course you. Like, yeah. who else would it be? And he's like, I'm so honored. We're like, all right, come on up and let's see what you got. And he's been killing it ever since. I feel like the conversation was a little bit more like, you know, but my name's not Ricky. I don't fit in. Ricky's listening to the show, and, and, uh, and he's going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky. We love you, Ricky. Ricky. We, we love you. Man, fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. We're saying it wrong. Not fuck. Not fuck. Fuck. That's there the way you go. say it, baby. Like guac. Yeah, yeah. Fuck my guac Fwok all day, baby. <laughs> so, um, all right. <laughs> so, how busy are you guys? You play? You play a lot? Oh yeah, a lot. Um, you know, last year. Well, you probably think we did. Almost close to 30 shows within like eight months, I would say. Okay. Something close to that. I was quite ambitious, 18. 
from what I counted. But we also did start at the end of April, and we hosted our own mini festival. You started the band at the end of April? So we started in, in like, at the mid-end of 2021. Gotcha. But 2022, end of April was our first show. And from then, it was nonstop. So I would say we had maybe, like, 18, 19 shows. And our second show was a mini festival hosted by us with sponsors and everything. Nice. Oh, well done. Which is pretty cool. We got like a whole lighting crew sponsors. and stage <laughs> you know? and everything. Multiple yeah. sponsors. If it wasn't yeah. a croquetta sponsor, then I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just like local people in a Miami Spring. A burrito spot, actually. Actually, Kenny did, Kenny did make uh, like vegan food. Like he like, so cooked it at the, at the venue. Yeah, it was um, vegan food too, inclusive. Yeah, like my dad was part of something called the Lions Club of America, yeah. which um, it's you know it's everywhere nationwide mm-hmm. and all around the world. And he told me he's like, you know, you guys want to do a show there, and I was like, absolutely. He's like, I'll you know I will do a sponsorship and pay for the venue for you guys. Well, once we started putting it together, we realized we're like, holy shit, it's only five bands, but like it's a lot of it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot, it of work. Is a lot of work. And you know, we went out to local, you know, places in our little community and like they gave us, you know, 100 bucks, just 200 sure. bucks. And other than that, I mean, we threw it all ourselves and uh it went really good. There's a video on YouTube, you can check it out, uh Fuacata YouTube. And uh it it went really good and we're looking to do it again next year on a bigger scale with nice. like maybe like a block party kind of thing. A yeah. lot of people have reached out to us and they're like, "Look, you can use our place." Um, you know, Let's do it, and that's something. That's one of our goals for next year as well. Nice. Is it with like mainly punk bands, like a punk all day? Oh yeah, thing? oh yeah. Because yeah. yeah. listen, there's no ska in Miami, so yeah, like it's yeah. like it's pretty much punk. two ska bands and like three punk bands. Yeah, gotcha. I'm actually shocked that there's no ska in Miami. Like like ska, there was. like I, I know ska's yeah. not Spanish, but but it, it just lends itself to that style. So like they they. They're so they have so many similarities that I'm oh, yeah. surprised there's no ska bands in Miami. You know, against all authority used to run the scene back in the nineties, exactly, and, and yeah. we've actually made friends with them. And you know, hopefully, nice. you know, if they're yeah. gonna do a show here in Miami it, soon. But what's, yeah. what's tough in Miami is that um, there's a whole other scene going on at the same time where everybody's getting paid, and I'm part of that scene too. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna put myself out there, but. Um, you know, it, it's tough when you got like eight plus musicians in a group, and everybody's yeah. got has to accommodate to the rehearsals. Everybody has to accommodate to the time yeah. to be available. So it, it does wind up costing you money to be available for that. So then those bands and those groups and those musicians are looking for payment for that. And with these DIY like, groups and these DIY bands, it's a bit harder to look for that. And yeah, get there's it. definitely uh, ska music is. It's difficult to make money. You got to be doing it for the love, you know. Which yeah. is like, and that's exactly what we do yeah. for the love. So, like, so we're, we're not looking for the money. It. Like, we're just doing this because we love this shit, man. Yeah, like, yeah, we love what we play. We grew up on it. And I'm right fine. there with you, man. I did it so many years of my life. I love ska punk. It's a huge part of my life, and um, and you know, I did it for the love. That's always been the reason. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Amen aside from that. the um, aside from like the um, the original shows and stuff that you guys you guys play and stuff, um, is there like as a whole, I, I mean, I you know, I I've been to Miami enough times. I, I mean, I had family that lived there for forever, so I I understand that they do have a, a, a large like you know EDM scene and stuff like that. Is there is there a big like just music scene in general? As far as like, I mean, are there places where there's cover bands playing, and is there places where the original bands are playing, or is there is it is it not? It, it's not as packed you know, or you crazy. know the city is is literally driven by like the nightlife. So there's yeah. tons of like, and I know because I used to be in that whole sure. EDM whole shit. Sure. And um, but you know, not really. I mean, it's kind of half and half. Like it depends on 
what what you're looking for. There's you know you go with Gaiocho and there's a bunch of Latin bands. There's a lot of sure. merengue, salsa, all that stuff. Live, always live, live bands playing. Oh yeah, yeah oh okay. yeah. yeah. And um, but like when it comes to like cover bands and stuff. Not really that much. I, okay. I would say that, unless you could say something there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. we used to be in a cover band, and that's actually how we met Julius and Kenny. I yeah. brought them out to a cover band gig what on Calle Ocho. Were you playing? Ooh, it was a reggae. I mean, we played a lot of covers. Celia Cruz. We didn't, we didn't market ourselves as a cover band. What kind of reggae? Of what covers. kind of music were we playing on that band? We were playing. Well, we were definitely playing a lot of Sublime, and we would right. play a lot of the same songs. It was just like three-hour bar gigs, so they were like, "We're just going to play what I got for the third time <laughs> after like hour three. I've been in that band, but they were all Brazilians, and they came like from Brazil. So we played a lot of like you know ska and Latin rock from Brazil as well. Bands like uh, Mix, Skank yeah. is a really really good. Yeah. Uh, ska band from Brazil. I would highly recommend them. Oh, uh, right. There was a Latin rock band called Os Paralamas do Sucesso. I think I'm pronouncing it right. They're very similar to like the Police. I would say. Okay. Very influenced by uh, by the Police, um, and we would do a lot of their covers as well. Oh, cool. And then yeah. mix some originals in there, but it was mainly playing covers. Yeah. Yeah. But Miami's just a kind of a you know you got the rest of the Florida then and then Miami. It's just not the same as yeah. As the rest We're of our own state. Yeah. We're yeah. our own yeah. state. Yeah. There's a lot of everything. There's original music. There's EDM kind of music, techno, you know, there's rap going on underground, rap scene going on. There's punk rock. There's a lot of good shit going on with punk, too, but it's all underground. The only times so I ever dig. used to, I've played at other places in Miami, but the, the the place I used to play all the time was Churchill's. I must have played there like 20 sure. times. And, and um, yeah, I guess R.I.P. Huh? Rest, yeah. Rest in peace, peace, baby. Rest in peace. You, know? yeah. you guys must miss that place. Huh? My, my first so show much. ever was at Churchill's. I was, co- yeah. I was filling in for my friend's ska band at the time. They were called Funk Man's Inferno. It was a bunch Ooh. of guys I went to high school with, and... Uh, Scott Two Net- Network actually was in that band back, okay. in, back in the day. He was with them. Oh, I, had cool. a, uh, I was in a uh, Nirvana tribute band for a while, and we played down at Church Hills. And uh, our our drummer just about had a heat stroke and almost passed out. And then and it was just brutal. And then um, and then we went out to the car to load everything up. We all went in my truck together, and we went you know we, we all went out to the car to get you know get in the car. And somebody had backed into my truck and smashed it. Yeah. And didn't <laughs> didn't leave a note. Didn't leave anything. So, How so, funny is this? Yeah. The first time that's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. That so that's so that's that's <laughs> my like, yeah, yeah this, that's my Churchill's uh, yeah, experience. We're like, yeah, I mean, the, the first I'm time like, I yeah, met Miami. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it The first time I met my in-laws, right, was at Churchill's. So so my wife came to watch me. No, my wife wasn't even there. Just my in-laws drove to Churchill's, and they were in their 60s at the time. And they were just like, uh, so I was like, yeah, come to see me play in Miami. And they were like, okay. Showed up to this place in the middle of nowhere. I just, I can't imagine what they thought of me. I hope <laughs> they didn't go in the bathroom. That's all I'm going to say. Let me tell you. Ooh. I played with a band called The Big Scandal. And, you know, we've been riding out for a while now. One of our members, the conga player, he wears diapers because of Churchill's now. Oh, wow. He ha- he was like, I don't know, man, I went to the bathroom, yo hice flush, y la agua iba para arriba, which means the water went up. Yeah. I flushed, the water went up instead of down. Yes, yeah, right? probably. And he was like, since then, I peed my pants. He played the, the set with, like, peed pants and <laughs> since then he wears diapers because he's like I don't trust these places <laughs> punk rock or whatever diapers, yeah. he's like I play I'm gonna these be shows the with a diaper upright bass man yeah. <laughs> so, so Churchill's was like the game changer for him and like what a place to do it right yeah, yeah absolutely I used to That's sneak hilarious. in uh, I was so young I couldn't get in there so Julius would tell me he's like yo just show up super early and help us take the gear in I was like 15. I used to just carry the bass drum. They're like, you're part of the band? I'm like, yeah, bro. Here. Yeah, <laughs> wristband me. And then, like, the band would start playing. They're like, 
this fucking guy's not in the van. Yeah. I'm just be like, hey, I'm already in. So, I mean, you can't kick me out now. So, so what are some of the other places to play in uh, Miami? Because uh, I don't... It's every now and again, I've played. I've played at Kill Your Idols before, but I, there's a, quite a few places that I have not played at, and I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what's going on down there. So one of the places is Bar Nancy. It's right on Guy Ocho, which is A Street. Um, yeah. it's it's a it's a nice spot to play. It's very good vibes. Um, there's also another place called the Dubliner in downtown. Yeah, uh, owned by an old art, Irish guy. Super cool guy. Other than that, I mean, it, there's not many places to play. There's also Gramps too, but right. you Naomi's, know, you know, Naomi's, Naomi's Garden. Cool. Naomi's home. Garden is very it's DIY. Yeah. Um, it's it's a restaurant. It's a they just spot. open it up during night to just like let bands play. Really cool scenery. It's super with a bunch of vegetation, all this like greenery and stuff, and not it's a work. nice spot. Um, you know, it's it's hard, but you know, we make it happen, and that's yeah. what because we love what we do, and we will play anywhere as long as it's you know. Not as sketchy as. Do you ever you know. do like sort of like sort of those kind of student style sort of like house part show type shows? Have you ever done any of those? Uh, when it comes to man, we, <laughs> my fifteenth birthday, we had a house show with this first right. man. <laughs> hey, that's a whole other story. Project X kind of stuff. The cops everywhere. Anyways, um, not really, man. Yeah. Like the, the generations now that we're older, they, they don't really have bands play their backyards and stuff yeah, anymore yeah. but we're gonna but do one one day at my house you, for sure. you'd be surprised man like, like i was telling you guys earlier that my son um he's in a band called young fiction and um i you know more often than not you know i, he, I he'll tell me oh i got a show this week and i'm like oh where are you guys going oh we're going to orlando or we're going to tallahassee or we're going here we're going there I'm like oh cool what what's the venue and no it's just a big house party and we're, we're playing the house party like they do that all the time yeah no, and, and so when i when i came to um when I was in Sonic Boom 6 back in the day, we used to come to the U.S. And I'd say one in like four or five gigs was like, like we'd be playing in Boston. We'd play the Middle East, but then like the next day we'd play like some guy's house. You know what I mean? Some just random house show. And some of them were amazing. It used to happen a lot in Europe as well. In Europe, the squat scene for punk rock is amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll just, they'll have a house and... And, you know, you'll be able to sleep upstairs and stuff, and they will have converted part of the house into a venue, you know? Yeah. And they're not paying rent on the place, and they're just living there. But they're looking after it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it doesn't really work in England, and it's, it's very not really very common over here either. But for some reason in mainland Europe, they do the squat thing right. Yeah. They just do it right works. I didn't you know? know you were in Sonic Boom 6. Yeah. No shit. Did you ever play with Lightyear? Lightyear? Yeah. Oh my nah, gosh, dude. dude. I, I was in Sonic Boom 6 for, uh, for four of the app from from the beginning until uh, four albums later. No shit. Oh yeah, my yeah. I was gosh. listening to a podcast about Lightyear <laughs> doing something where they put something in their bum. Yeah, that was literally <laughs> at the uh, gig. <laughs> <laughs> so they you were the there for that one. The melodica at the end of the Yes, the yes, melodica. Yes. And yeah, then yeah. what was her name? Layla? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. She was like, I could never, never play the melodica again. And that was that true? Did she ever play it again? Um, I don't know if she played it again or not. I can't remember. But, but he did put it up frame. a butt. She, it was gross. He, he put it up his own butt <laughs> on stage. Oh my! Goodness. I mean, the scene over there from you know we listened to In Defense of Ska. Yeah. So like when we hear these stories, we're like, "Holy shit, we, we're rookies over here in America." I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we had some adventures back in the day with, oh, with wild, Sonic Boom Six. Man. Yeah, man. So good... so you're old school Ska. Like, like you've been doing this for a minute now. You oh know? yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Sonic Boom Six. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no
No name Scarbin. Yeah, yeah. What do you have to tell us? No, I'm just kidding. I'm asking the questions. <laughs> yeah, here, right? our interview now, right? <laughs> now, 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 I'm taking over. What well, do you no have name Scarbin for me was like just something to to do for just so I could keep my toe in the ska punk world and kind of play the occasional gig. You know, it wasn't something where I was like kind of hanging my life off of it, you know? Yeah. It was just like a... Yeah. It was... It was. I mean, I took it seriously, but it was fun, you know? The Sonic Boom 6 was like, we're going, we're going, you know? Oh, yeah. Push mm-hmm. pushed so hard with that. No, I'll tell you what, man. Yo. We know about you guys for sure. Yeah. Sonic Boom so 6. next time you look at some of those old pictures, you'll see a skinny me. Oh, I see Ricky right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky number two? That's him. With we the played sun. with the Gainesville Authority in Paris. That's a fun. No way. Shout out Joe Koontz. We love you. Yeah, we love you, Joe Koontz. <laughs> Danny Lore. We love you. Yeah. So, you guys. um, how, how have you found your like the Flo- the Florida punk scene, the Florida uh, music scene? Have you found it supportive? As you do. <clears throat> I actually think so. I mean, I think uh, in comparison to a lot of places, it could be kind of small, uh, but. I think it's pretty thriving. It's pretty good. We're, we're friends with a lot of bands. Um, I've been friends with a lot of bands from all over the state for a long time and just super supportive group. These are people that will bend over backwards to help anyone out. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's always down to play. Like, hey, let's do this weekend run show. Like, let's weekend run together. Let's do, like, these three or four shows together. Let's keep doing that. Hey, you got a place to stay? Yeah, for sure. And it's been really supportive. Um People, you know, trying to create labels out of it, a lot of promotion companies out of it, and these are people that put the bands first and the music first and the scene first. Yeah. And no one's looking out for themselves uh, over here. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people have a misconception. I think it's really, I think it's thriving. I think it's really great. Agreed, man. I think it's it's going pretty well. Um, And, you know, like a lot of um, people have been saying, it's like since the pandemic too, there's been a little bit of a resurgence, some life put back into it. Like everyone's suddenly scared of what they were like, oh, that's that's what we had. You know, we got to get that back. And everyone came back with with a vengeance. The live music is coming back for sure, man. Especially this year. You could see the difference in this year. And I mean, even it started last year, but now this year. It's re- everyone's really starting to get out of their coops and just like go out there and be like, we want to be at shows. Yeah. So, no doubt, man. Have you, you guys have done some uh, touring. I mean, where have you been? So we've only we we've done one Florida run uh, with a band called Trinidad Suave. We're actually going to California uh, at the beginning of June with them. They're having us out there, and we're going to do five shows in four days out there. Um, and we're also going to New York, but uh, we've only been in Florida so far. So, okay. but but this year we're breaking that barrier: California, New York. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. So is there? I, so remember you were saying to me earlier about it. I didn't realize it's it's in the it's in the it's it, coming. It's, it's in the works, but it's locked in. Like yeah, it's happening. It's it's, like the, California, exciting. New York are locked in, and then we're gonna have another California ska band. Hopefully, we're yeah. gonna name drop them. They have to confirm first, but we're gonna bring them out in August and have them, you know, show them the Florida way. So, That's cool. Some of my favorite times of my whole life we've been on tour you know some of the weirdest and maybe worst <laughs> as well but some of the best for sure you know oh you we know about definitely that definitely talk about our tour right the weirdest and the worst <laughs> <laughs> is that what it was called uh, we had a good time how do i look it up <laughs> we, we do, do these we uh, did have a good time yeah these killbillies like sort of you know nice uh staying in uh airbnbs like middle-aged guy tours that's, you know? a, that's <laughs> the thing man we used to we used to in my old bands and stuff we would go on these tours and like and, and when i say tours i say it loosely it was like you know a string of shows basically yeah. But we do the string shows, and man, we would find these motels for like twenty five dollars, where like you turn on the lights and the roaches were scattering. You know? Yeah, and with Kill Billies, you know, our banjo player James is like, he's like, 
can we get uh, an Airbnb and uh, can we all have our separate rooms? And, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty posh. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it a whole different way. middle-aged guy tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're like medium posh. We'll get a hotel and we, we mostly all get a bed to share. But no roaches, so so that's where the medium posh comes sure, in. Sure, sure. We, we also don't turn the lights on, so we don't know. So you don't yeah. know. Yeah, we, we don't know. know. We like to live in the shades. You <laughs> know, it's simple. We'll get we'll get one with two queen size bed, two to a bed, and then the fifth guy just sleeps on like a cot. Figures on the it floor. out. <laughs> really, they'll figure it out. You yeah, the couch I remember cot that. Floor. Yeah, it was quite often. It was Layla on the cot or Barney actually, because in, they're in the like tub. a little shorter in stature, so they fit on there. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, oh, where are we at? Fucked with Mike Dan now. So Kenny was, you know. Smaller dude, and we would still be out partying the whole time, but he would, like, not that we even called it, but he'd be like, ah, the bed's for them. And he'd just be curling up in a little, a the little like, chair yeah. on the corner, you yeah. know? Yeah. He was We'd the volunteer. In, he was the volunteer. Like, stumble in, like, why is he, why is he in the corner? <laughs> like, ah, whatever. <laughs> we'll pass out here for, like, three hours. Yeah. And now, yeah, now we're probably going to have a, have to fight over that. Yeah, I so already made sure the hotel in Vegas has a cot, so we're all good for that one time uh, out there. So you guys everything are, else we'll figure out. You guys out. are all like a little sort of younger than me, and I don't know whether this is the kind of thing that catches up with you as you get older. But have, do you have any kind? Have you ever had any kind of struggles when it comes to like drinking and shows and and, and like um, has that ever been in like something? Is that something that you care to talk about particularly? Oh, we yeah. definitely can. Um, you know. We always say you're going to practice how you're going to play. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we even if we play it really messed up, we we still, we're still killing it. You know, okay. a mishap here and there. But, you know, to the common ear, no one's going to know that. You right. Know? So, sure. you know, and, and Ricky is one of our biggest critiques because, like, he'll, he'll be in the crowd when we are blacked out. <laughs> right. I'm like, Ricky, how was it? He's like, honestly, dude, it was still really fucking good. Wait, like, which, okay. which Ricky? Yeah, you know it's Ricky. Ricky, Ricky from the shake. Yeah. All so, the Rickies. So the all the Rickies. So, I mean, honestly, it's never been a problem. Yeah. And as long as it never becomes a problem, I mean, we're okay with it. I mean, we're yeah. young. We're living our life. You I'm know, saying, so. yeah, that, when I was yours, I was doing the exact same thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, we do take this band very seriously, but at the same yeah. time, we're going to have fun. Like, yeah, we're, we're not going to sit here and bend over like, oh, well, we have to play a sober show. I mean, we like to be a little bit amped up when we're on stage. So yeah. why not, you know? No, I hear you. Yeah. I think I, you know, but... I usually sort of preface this question bef- before – I usually bring this question up before I ask it. But um, this is actually quite a refreshing answer, and I'm glad I didn't because, um, you know, because he sort of took it in a slightly different direction, which is like we're enjoying ourselves. We're having fun. Let's go. And actually, why the hell not? Why the hell not? I mean, yeah. as long as, you know – well, t- with me, you know, I-, I sing lyrics. And one of the biggest things when I got in this band, Julius told me, he's like, listen, he goes – we're going to do this. He's like, but I've seen you at your drunkest, and you can't even sing Santeria by Sublime. Yeah, So yeah. he's like, just promise me, promise me that you'll never get to that point. Yeah. I may miss a line, but you best believe I'm going to catch that next line like that. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you know, everything's been going smooth so far. Yeah. You know, it, and we keep each other accountable. Yeah. If one night we're playing bad and we have another, we do a lot of back-to-back shows. So if one night we do bad, we're like, all right, guys, like, listen, like, you know, we got to hit that cue. We got to do that. Dial it back a little bit. The next yeah, one. dial it back. Tighten up, tighten up. Mm-hmm. But you best leave one, one shot less. Yeah, one yeah, one 
and shot less. But you best believe before we get on stage, we have that Tula more do shot, and we're on stage. <laughs> so that's what it is. And it's yeah. brilliant. I can't wait to see you guys, man. I, I gotta, I, I gotta see you guys soon. You sound awesome. Well, the next time we're up this way is yeah, we'll be around. Soon. Uh, Respectables. That's the next one. The, to- the toast with the toast. April sixteenth. April sixteenth. So we'll we'll be up in Lake Worth. I don't know how close that is to you guys. Yeah, it's if you close guys enough. are right up here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be a fun one. My first tour was something being six was with the toasters. Hell yeah. Toasters? Nice. Yeah, like two 2001, something like that. Nice. Long time ago. Last now. time God, I played old. with the toasters <laughs> was like 2018. I think No Name Ska Band was on that bill. I was playing with yeah, uh, right. Big Scandal. Yeah, that's we right. opened, you guys, I think we're second. Yeah, yeah. Scotch Bonnets were on that bill. That's it. Yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah, it was that show. I was on that one. So. Do you know, know. who Coolie Ranks is? Yes. Yeah, I love dope. that guy. He's a buddy of my own. We're g- I'm g- I'm trying to do a project with him right now, like a little scar project. Nice. No side. shit. That's going to be like a recording project, though, not like a touring thing. No, you know? but that, w- that would be iconic in itself. Cause, yeah, you know. it'd be a lot of fun, absolutely. Yeah, he's a cool, he's a cool dude. He's in Jamaica right now. Actually. Yeah, we. Really? I, I heard yeah. um, in defense of Scott once again. We we love that podcast, and I heard his episode, and I was like, he's a fucking cool ass dude. I was yeah, like, I, I got to know more about him. So hell yeah. Yeah, he actually interviewed Kilberley's not that yeah. long ago. No as well. shit. Yeah, <laughs> you got to link us with that. You got to link. Yeah, us with that. yeah, I will do. Yeah, that. totally. I love speaking to Scar Funk bands because there's so much um, there's so much that we share in terms of like our knowledge of music and stuff like that. Do you guys know who Howard's Alias are? There's this really cool English band called Howard's Alias. You've got to check them out. No, I haven't so, checked them out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, so with that whole scene, like Lightyear and all those kind of bands, this band Howard's Alias were, for me, just this so good. So the the, the trombone player and guitarist in um, Sonic Boom 6 now, Nick, it was his first band. And they're killer. So uh, listen, listen to some of those guys. I reckon you'll dig it. I do. Yeah. It's a little bit RX Banditsy, but it's like okay, fun. okay, Hell yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. That's our zone. That's my that's my zone. Yeah, yeah. RX yeah. Bandits. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pharmaceutical Bandits. All right. All right. So. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, all right. So I think it's time uh, we listen to some of your music. How's that sound? Hell yeah. Ooh, let's, let's do, do it.
This episode and our festival are sponsored by Pure Honey magazine, and it is a staple down here. It's been um, just such a resource for South Florida music scene. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Molly? Yes. Back in 2011, they went old school with the physical zine that provides both a service to the South Florida scene and a vehicle for businesses to get their messages out to a growing segment of readers who continue to embrace and admire a retro product. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know if you've ever read Pure Honey magazine. I'm sure you have. They're all over the place and they're really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pure Honey has been has been around for, for quite a while now and it's, um, it is an app absolute resource for um, musicians, for music, um, for shows. Um, they have an amazing online calendar. They have an amazing calendar in the physical magazine. Um, you know, it's just it's just been a, a huge resource for shows and musicians. And um, we are, are very, very fortunate. They reached out to us when they saw we were doing our festival for the second time this year. And they reached out to us and, and immediately said, uh, we want a sponsor. How do we get involved? Um, so having having someone like Pure Honey involved in 561 Music Festival is, is absolutely gold to us. Yeah, absolutely. It makes us uh, feel official. So th- right. thank you, Pure Honey. We yeah, really so, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you very much. And a uh, big props to, to Pure Honey for, uh, for stepping up and sponsoring us. This episode and the festival are also sponsored by Backsaver Chiropractic Care and Therapy. Um, these guys are absolutely amazing. Dr. Christopher White over there, um, great, great, great chiropractor, um, amazing just individual, amazing person, huge supporter of the arts and uh, and the local music scene. Um, they were uh, one one of the very few sponsors, one of one of the only almost sponsors that we had for the first festival. Um, yep. When we had the first festival, uh, Dr. Chris White stepped up to the plate and said, "How do I get involved? I'm going to do this. Let's let's do this." And uh, was one of the you know purchased one of the top tier sponsorships that we had for the festival last year. So kind, yeah. We couldn't have done it without it. It really saved us. So you know, Ab- we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And this year. When we announced the festival, um, I don't think I had even finished the announcement that the festival was going to happen, and he was reaching out again. How do I get involved? Let's do this again. And once again, they are our top-tier sponsor. So, um, you know, thank you very much to uh, to Chris and his whole team over there. Um, if you guys are involved in, in an auto accident or any personal injury issues, um, you have back issues, uh, any anything like that, go see Dr. Chris White. He's he's absolutely amazing uh, and and back saver. Those guys are. Um, all amazing over there. You know, they they do the massage therapy. They do the adjustments on your back. You know any anything like that. So definitely go check them out and uh, tell them we sent you and tell them thank you for for being huge sponsors of local music. Yeah, excellent chiropractors and also patrons of the arts. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Five Six One Music is sponsored by Handlebars Bar and Grill. We have been sponsored by Handlebars for a long time now. They've been incredibly supportive of the podcast. There's been a lot of changes up there. Now the food is supplied by the world-famous McRae's Backyard Barbecue. That's 1977. McRae's Barbecue is fantastic food. The first one I went to was down Riviera Beach, and it is really some killer barbecue. Uh, so if you're looking for delicious food, somewhere to ride your bike out on a Saturday or Sunday, and uh, delicious beers, then Handlebars has got it all for you. We're so happy to have McRae's involved with the whole thing because they've really upped the game in terms of the food. 
There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and Handlebars is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Come check out Handlebars in Tequesta, just off US 1. Hope to see you there. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. All right, seeing as we just listened to um, an ad about Live Music Community, do you guys have any advice for upcoming musicians by any chance? Yeah. um, So I actually teach with the Miami Music Project in Little Haiti. And I totally recommend focusing on fundamentals 
regardless of instrument, focusing on your scales, focusing on things like uh, tempo, time meter, what the key is in the music, that stuff is always going to get you right in the zone for whatever project you're working on, whether it's classical, whether it's jazz focus, whether it's rock focus. Knowing what key you're in, knowing what those notes are in that music is just going to give you a good general idea of what's going on in the music, giving you a good idea of where you're at for you to be as creative as you can be. Whatever notes, whatever rhythms they come up with, you come up with, that's on you. But as long as you're in the right space with everyone around you, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good time, you know? Yeah man, absolutely. Anyone else wanna add to that? Yeah, I'll put in as someone who's like new to this whole like playing in a band thing, uh, don't be scared for it. Like just go ahead and do it. Like if, if you have a feeling and you think about it, just pursue it. Sure. Like, like, just, just give it a shot. Like, you're gonna find out that you love it, and you know, just feel your energy and just do it. Like, yeah, that's, no that's doubt. all it is to it. And to piggybacking off of that one, also, just don't be scared to get out of your comfort zone because you never know, you know, what might wind up working unless you try it. Even if you're yep. like writing something and you want to try. Like, sometimes when we write, like, I study jazz, so I'm like, okay, what's something jazzy that I could throw on here? And sometimes it works. Yeah. So That's j- cool. Jazzy to kill Billy's means we messed up. <laughs> <laughs> if I play a wrong note, James looks at me and he's like, jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you studied jazz, really? Yeah, we, we both did our master's together at FIU. So she was doing the classical music track and I was studying jazz drums at the time. Oh, very interesting. Nice. That's awesome. So um, we just listened to a song by you guys. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wonder why. So originally, that song was called something completely different, called Fox You Cat Killer, which which actually the name of the EP now. Yeah, I saw that. When when we actually did that song, we finally got it, like, finalized. We were about to start recording the EP. I was like, guys, I was like, they're like, oh, let's call the EP Wonder Why. And I was like, well, the song is Wonder Why. Why don't we just call that? And then we take that song name and turn it into the EP name. Right, which right. It, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> yeah, but, totally. So, what's, what's Wonder Why about? Wonder Why is about depression. Fuakata yeah. is about depression, but right. in the happy, you hear the music, it's happy, but the lyrics are pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just about getting over depression, being through depression, and just moving on. You That's know? really, honestly, all I ever write about. Right. <laughs> Listen, me too. They're like, can you write happy songs? And I'm like, I really don't know how to write about anything other than depression and just getting messed up and having fun. You don't so. have to write happy songs, man. As long as you sing it happy, people don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing backflips, belly rolls. I'm laying on the ground. Everyone's it's like, jammed. wow. And they're like, jammed. hold on. Have you guys seen the backflips? Because I have not seen <laughs> that they just yet. Throw me in the corner, oh, but, but apparently it? it's pending. It's pending, yeah. according to time. I'm going to expect to see it at your next show now because, I mean, <sighs> backflips, I'm, I'm looking for it. Do I know what's what I'll we're seeing about? No too, idea. Man. No, just kidding. And that will be the end of Fuakata when Tyler breaks his neck on the stage. <laughs> so, Fo, Fo yeah. I just I'll write, wanted I'll to write a depressing song about it. Fo, I just wanted to ask you. Um, so, you do the recording for the band, is that right? Yeah, I recorded, mixed, and mastered both EPs. Oh, fantastic! Um, is, is that at your house? Uh, the first EP we recorded everything at the at the meth lab in Julius's spot. I was rec- I recorded everything off of a, a little Zoom H6 okay. uh, ported wow. recorder. So it had it had like four inputs on it, and then I bought this attachment that gave you a, two additional inputs up top. Oh wow! So, so you could record the drums. Yeah, so I recorded the I recorded all the drums for that with six mics in one session. Very I good. did two overheads, kick in, kick out, snare, and hi hat. 
Cool. And then everybody else was, um, you know, one vocal for the mic. Uh, I'm sorry, one mic for the vocals. Uh, I did stereo mics on the guitars for the first album. This this album coming up, we did a little bit differently, though. That one, we recorded most of the parts, actually all of the parts at my house. Yeah. Um, and then the drums, we actually went to like a like an actual studio to record them. You know, with the, with the No Name Scar Band um, EPs, I recorded the drums at my house, but then I sent them to Power Station to mix them. And then I mixed everything else. I just had them mix the drums. They did a great job. So they got all that amazing outboard gear, you know, and it yeah. just was like... They they have so much cool stuff that I couldn't even compete with. I think drums is. I mean, I've I've done plenty of recordings and um, mix of drums, but they're definitely the hardest thing to mix. You know? Yeah, those ones were definitely the ones that were the most annoying for me. Just and especially because you know, when we recorded everything, we I, I was kind of mixing as the parts were recording. So the first EP, I laid down like a drum track from memory. Yeah, and then you know we recorded like the bass and then the guitar and then the vocals and then I re-recorded the drums afterwards to do the final uh, the to do the final mix for the drums. Yeah, but the annoying part about it was is that as I was recording all of these pieces, I was you know going back and mixing them. And then as I'm getting more pieces and making adjustments to that, it would mess up yep. what I was already mixing. Dude, I so know all about that. It became yeah, a very yeah. it was a very frustrating process, but in the end, I mean I managed to get it to get it working. But I think, you know, going forward, I'm definitely gonna try to be responsible and disciplined and wait until I have everything before I start mixing. Yeah. Yeah, totally, because then you just get lost in the shuffle. It gets so confusing. That's definitely Exactly that. It's there's a reason why there's there's a kind of checklist to this stuff and an order to this stuff because otherwise there's just so many moving parts. You change yeah, yeah. one thing, it changes a million other things. Yeah, yeah. What studio did you guys use uh, for this last? One? It was um, it was we went to. Uh, he was a friend. It was a friend's home studio. Okay. Uh, it was a friend of a friend of Sophia from another band that she plays with. But he had like a really cool home studio set up a bunch of warm audio gear a bunch of outboard processing cool. um and i mean he gave me like way you know like way more than what i could have what i could have asked for he gave me like you know compressed tracks room mics nice. the works um and i definitely at least specifically talking about the drums it definitely was a great improvement from the, uh this ep over the last one yeah nice. i feel like uh when uh when someone from miami says that they used a a friend of a friend's home studio it's like Emilio and Gloria Stefan's, like, you know, Miami Sound Machine Studio or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they're just, they're just my neighbors. You know? yeah. It's uh, Miami as fuck. That's, 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 <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. That's awesome. Um, so what do you guys uh, What do you guys got coming up? Could you uh, give us a little bit of an idea about yeah, what, what so, is to be expected? Uh, yeah, so we have a couple things coming up. Uh, for one, we have an EP dropping called Second Chances on April 1st. You can stream it everywhere, Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify, Pornhub, whatever the hell you use for yeah. music. You can always do that. Um, we also have a big show coming up with the Toasters at Respectable Street, April yeah. 16th. Love We're opening up for them. And that's uh, hey, no, that's well, at Respectables. Show. So that toaster shows at Respectables up here in Lake Worth. The next show is the next show is April eighth. That's well, it's back home in Miami. <coughs> um, but we have um, where's that at? Uh, Naomi's Garden. Okay, cool. So that's so, at uh, in Little Haiti, actually. Little Haiti, yeah. It's like a restaurant, kind of like art spot. Nice outdoor space. Yeah, it's an outdoor venue. It's pretty cool. And there's some local acts, uh, Penamaxima. Um, the Ruffins. Ruffins. <clears throat> and um, the legends in hardcore from Orlando. From Orlando. Um, our friends, uh, four, 430 Steps. Cool. One of the best. And a uh, band from Spain, Yamando Julio. Oh, awesome. They, are they coming out? Are they on tour? Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yamando Julia, is that what you said? Yamando Julia. So that means calling Julia. And hard music they play. From what I know, a punk band. Okay. Cool. Uh, this this promotion agency called uh, Hardcore for Punks. He pretty much runs a lot of the shows down in Miami, and he's the one who's throwing it. Uh, nice. Shout out Gordo. Uh, he's he's the one who's doing it, and we're uh, we're on that shit. You know. Nice. Yeah, I think when you're a ska punk band down here, nine times out of ten, you're you're the only ska punk band on the bill. <laughs> Let me correct you, Ben. We are ska core. We're ska core okay. now. So uh, <laughs> you know, I can't scream. I sound like a cat coughing up a hairball, but it's okay. Every now and then, it comes out right. So yeah, hey, man, ska core. Is... I you know, it's a thing. I I I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a select Sorry, crew, Ricky. you know. It's it's. <laughs> Scott Core, Scott Punk is us, and then like you want to look for Scott Trad, like traditional music two tone. We got Big Scandal. I'm with that too. Yeah, but wicked. um, usually it's yeah. A little bit of Scott Trad Core. is where I'm is where I'm at right now. That's Le- where my head's at, making some of that trad scale. All right, hit me up, but you gotta get you gotta get focused on that too. You know, a little oh, bit of yeah, that punk, a little bit Scott of trumpet Core on there go too. Miss. You know, but um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's a lot harder these days, but everybody's trying to make their moves. Everybody's trying to build things up again. So and there was something that, um, you wanted to talk about, um, did, like a community project or something like that that you started saying you wanted to talk about. Or was that just the teaching? Oh, that, w- that was with the teaching. Um, I teach in inner city communities. Um, some of the communities I teach in are Liberty City and Little Haiti in Miami. Those are underprivileged communities that receive less resources from the outside. So um, I teach trumpet, I teach brass, and I'm paired up with the Miami Music Project. It's a non-for-profit organization, and we teach brass instruments, string instruments, percussion to those kids out there in those schools. But, um, yeah, that's why I was bringing up those concepts of scales and meter and timing because that's applicable to all genres of music. That organization in itself is focused on orchestral playing. Right. So those concepts really apply to those groups. But it's also applicable to all kinds of music. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I teach here at Live Music Community, and I'm scales, scales, scales. It's so important. Yeah. I you mean, know, music theory, scales, it's, it's yeah, where it's at. Yeah, 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 I was a band teacher, actually, for elementary through high school last year. It didn't work out so much this year just because we're doing so much crazy stuff. So yeah. I had to be as available as I could be. But, um, yeah, scales was my biggest thing. Just scales and timing meter. Yeah. What are scales? <laughs> I'm a drummer. We don't have So, this. like, eight notes. <laughs> and the first <laughs> note and the last <laughs> note are the same, but one is higher yeah, than the don't other. Don't feel bad. I'm a bass player. One, three, I don't know what she's talking about either. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't even know what, what we do without knowing what they are. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I know. think that's so, a scale. So that's I know crazy about thing. that much theory, man. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about this band. This is going to go there. I studied, like, classical, classical. Actually, like, two out of the five in the band have masters in music. Yeah. I'm a classical music master's. Like Baroque, whatever you hit me with classical, like that's cool. I'm on that. Fo, he's a drummer. He studied like jazz, jazz music. He wrote like research papers on all that stuff. So he's on that. Julius, hardcore punk guy from the scene. Like he plays grew literally up, everything. Like awesome. from scratch. Like he learned from the streets. Julius, uh, that's Bedroom. him. You know, <laughs> and then Tyler, he's been a fanboy from day one. So yeah. he's been coming out to shows, listening from the audience perspective. It's a great just, mix of you people. Know? So he's been like adapting what, what he does as a performer. Um, I'm just going to say it's probably like what you've seen 
as an audience member, and now you're taking that stuff in and probably putting put uh, that into a hundred percent. Even when we like when we record, they're like one of the first times we record. Uh, we wonder why the actual, the song that we just watched. Um, there, Fogo goes, but can you sing in tune? <laughs> and I go. I don't even know what scales tune or any of this shit is. So, you know, like, it's funny. Like, I hear you guys talk about this stuff. I really don't know what it means, but I know what I feel when I sing it. Yeah, yeah. So, and and it just, you know, all I need is my buddy Juju to help me be like, just going to give it a little bit more. So, can I put it in in, in our terms and be like, okay, I know what it is, but I don't know. I don't know how to actually say it. You'll understand me. So, can I say it in layman terms where I'm like, Okay, I got that. So, can so, I say um, one thing? About yeah, sure. Carry on about the tuning. So it's really funny because like our our first thing that we ever dropped as band was a single called "Wonder Why," and if you look at the cover art for that, for whoever's looking into that, it's like a smiley face, but it's got like a questioning look, and it's like thinking about something, and that's actually for my tuner, and that's because Tyler couldn't sing in tune at the very beginning, and my tuner is a tonal energy. It's called tonal energy, and it gives you a questioning look whenever you're not in tune. Yeah, yeah. So, totally about that. so that's where that artwork came from. It was Tyler couldn't sing in tune the first time we recorded. He had to practice. <laughs> he got true. better. He was more in tune. Yeah. But that artwork came from the tuner because it kept giving him like a look. Oh, that's that it. Was just like a. Are you sure? It was. It was an are you sure look. It was like, are you sure that's the right note? Oh, I love it. Know, I but it's Scott that, Punk. You don't have to sing it exactly. too. You just gotta, you just gotta do Punk. what you gotta do. It's so, Scott Punk. Um, th- at this point in the thing, we generally talk about uh, what's coming up for Killbillies. We've got um, Walking Tree Brewery on Friday. On Friday, Walking Tree Brewery. And yeah. then... That's the, in Vero, by the way. That is in Vero. And yeah. then... The festival. festival. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that, Hector. Do your spiel. Oh, my spiel. 561 Music Festival. It is this Saturday. If you're listening to this, it is on Saturday this weekend. If you don't know anything about it, if you haven't heard anything about it, if you haven't gotten your tickets, you're either dead or living under a rock because it is the only thing that everyone in town is talking about. I mean, probably not, but that's, that's my world and I live in it. So, you know, we're going to go with that. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's twenty bands for ten dollars. That's fifty cents a band. You cannot go wrong. It's going to be all day at Matthews Brewery Brewing Company this Saturday from twelve noon until eleven p.m. You've got Octogato, Tasty Vibrations, Uproot Hoot Nanny, Jake Walden, Joey Calderreo, Bryce Allen, Libica, Killbillies, The Shake, nineteen eighty three, Dominic Delaney and the Dead Language, The Buck Stops Here, Rogue Theory, Young Fiction, Hadi, Stumble Steady, Eastway, Andy Styron, Euphobia, and Fox Maple Band. Whoop whoop. Yeah, I mean twenty bands. $10, guys. Uh, you can get your tickets at 561musicfest.com or 561musicfestival.com. Either one will get you there. Tickets are $10 in advance or $10 at the door. However, if you purchase your tickets in advance, there is a $25 ticket option, which gets you a shirt and a uh, and a ticket. And so you'll save uh, about 10 bucks because at the door, it's going to be $10 to get in and then 25 if you still want the shirt. So it'll save you a few bucks. Um, it is at Matthews Brewing in Lake Worth uh, this Saturday, April 1st. I want to give a quick shout-out to all of our sponsors that are making yeah. this possible so that Ben and I don't go bankrupt and get divorces over this. <laughs> uh, Backsavers, LLC, Oasis, Root, Root Cava Bar, Pure Honey, uh, Raincat Studios, Easy Tees, Live Music Community, Galliano Family Salon, and of course Matthews Brewing, where, where we're having it. Um, we uh, 
If you go to 561music.com, um, it, it would also get you there. There's, uh, there's uh, links there to all of the podcasts. You can listen to the podcast. There's links there to all the podcasts um, for our YouTube channel, and you can watch uh, past episodes. Um, there is links there to get you to uh, – if you want to submit to be on the podcast, which uh, – Man, it's we've been so fortunate lately. Um, yeah, you know, this pod, this, yeah, this podcast is going strong, man. It's it's we're we just hit our two year anniversary. We're about to do our hundredth episode next week, and um and you know typically in you know in the first year it was like scrambling to get somebody on. Um, I I have a I have a folder on my computer of of just dozens and dozens and dozens of really good band submissions. Yeah, and we are booked all the way through June, and the only reason we're not booked past that is because. I just think it's ludicrous to to book too far in advance and then people forget and whatever. No, so, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's been it's going really well. But if you want to submit, there's a forum on there. You in can fact, click. I'm booking someone for June 14th right now, and I feel ridiculous for doing it. But yeah, it's, it's it's so far in advance. But I mean, you know, it's if it's somebody you want to get on, and and that's the next slot, then that's the next slot. Exactly. Um, we uh, there's yeah, there'll be a submission button on there. There's a donation button. Um, Everything we make in this podcast, we we put right back into the podcast. Ben and I are not uh, getting rich off of this. We're not making money off of this. We speak we give, for yourself. We no, give I'm our kidding. time, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, just get this fancy uh, little bracelet. Here. Um, we uh, we we put it all back into the podcast. Um, you know, even even the you know we have sponsors and stuff for the festival, and obviously we sell tickets. But you know, the bands get paid. You know, uh, just th- we did a ton of advertising this time. We had billboards. We had radio. We had a ton of social media campaigns. Um, um, you know, email blasts, like all sorts of just just con- flyers, posters. Um, there was a street team passing out flyers. Like it, it's been crazy how much we've spent on on advertising this year. In fact, I'm afraid to give you a number because you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, we've we've spent a ton on advertising. So you know, yeah, we have sponsors for the festival. All that goes back into the festival, guys. All that goes back into the podcast. So there's a donation button on at, on the uh, website as well, five six one music dot com. Um, if you guys want to donate, if you want to sponsor episodes, obviously the episodes cost money to, to produce and create. So um, if you want to sponsor episodes, we have you know several sponsors, uh, uh, Oasis. Kava Oasis, Oasis Roots. Root. I always get that wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oasis Roots Kava Bar, Live Music Community, um, um, handlebars. handlebars. Yeah, Handlebars Bar and Grill. There's yeah. there's several of them that that have been with us for a while now. We really appreciate them supporting the podcast as a whole. Um, so 561music.com. If you want to go to our socials, it's at 561musicpodcast on all of the socials. Um, and again, 561musicfest uh, and 561music. 561musicfestival.com either yep. one gets you to the to the ticket links um, what else am I missing I think we're doing a couple of different things at the festival this year too we're, we've yeah got, so we got the living room yeah we got the living room so bands are going to come uh, come over and talk about either if they've already performed maybe they're going to talk to us for a couple of minutes about their performance maybe they'll talk about what bands they're excited to see you know stuff like that it's just literally like Five minute clips of each band. Um, we're hoping to get all the bands that are at the festival uh, to come and do a little living room session with us. Yeah, it's a bit then, of a logistical nightmare, but I think we'll. Be but able but to I do think it. we'll be able to do it, and we're going to be able to use all of that uh, to uh, to put out our our recap episode next week, which is our hundredth episode, and we'll be celebrating that at the festival. So yeah. we're, we're hopefully going to have cake if I don't forget to get it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we will we will have cake. I'm diabetic. We'll definitely have cake. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die this Saturday. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. There's there's two stages. It's it's 
while one band is setting up, another band is playing. So it is quite literally going to be round the clock music from uh, twelve noon until eleven p.m. It's just not not a silent moment. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's going to go back and forth, back and forth between the between the uh, the two stages. And we're recording the bands, aren't we? Recording we have, yeah, we have. Uh, we're we're recording on both stages. We're recording the entire sessions for the bands. So the bands are going to leave with uh, with the tracks of all of their entire performance, and they can do whatever they want with it. They're gonna they want to put out live stuff um you know whatever they want to do there's a there's a chance there's a there's rumors and and talks right now going around that potentially we may think about putting out um this 20 bands about putting out a a 20 song uh album one track from each band and it'll be the 561 music live album yeah you know i think that'll be fun to do so we were uh, um you know we've reached out to the bands and we're waiting to get all the logistics and everything and make sure nobody's label is going to get uh been out of shape or anything like that so you know once we get all that logistics stuff figured out we'll 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 talk about that stuff and then we've got videographers we got photographers um yeah it's it's gonna be awesome man i'm yeah, I'm, man. I'm really looking forward to it. a lot of plates spinning here oh that's yeah Hector, I, just in I, case you're wondering yeah. hector's been working his tail off to put this on so please show up if not just so that um all of Hector's incredibly hard work doesn't go to waste. And by hard work, Ben means anxiety. I've had yeah. many sleepless nights of like, oh, crap, did I remember this? Oh, crap, I forgot yeah. that. Oh, man, I, mean, I me hope too. this works out. I'm doing less than you, but um, <laughs> just because, I mean, it's it, – you, I mean, for multiple reasons, but um, I've, I've, I'm just as anxious as you. I promise you that. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm just hoping. You know, I mean, we learned a lot of stuff last year. Uh, last year went incredibly smooth, um, and we learned a lot of stuff. And this year, we're doing a few things a little bit differently that I think will go make even make everything go even smoother. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm yeah, really yeah. looking forward to this. Um, I'm gonna sleep all freaking day on Sunday. Yeah, but, for real. But, but you I'm know, my parents are visiting, so I'm not. I'm gonna be like going to the zoo or whatever with my parents nice. it'll be fun yeah, i'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to yeah. it yeah this will be good man this will be good it's gonna be fun and yeah, and if you're wondering you know if uh if you're wondering you know um uh, just anything about it or you know the bands and stuff we have an incredibly stacked sick lineup um the uh, if you go to our facebook page you'll see i posted today um uh through the ticket link company that we use for the tickets, there was a lot of people that commented and made, uh, um, you know, little reviews and things from last year's. Um, and I didn't even realize that that was a feature on there. And I stumbled uh, across it today. And, and apparently we have a five-star review for our first festival. Yeah. So five-star review. And I posted a whole bunch of, uh, of little screenshots of, of some of the reviews. And people really enjoyed it. I think one of the things they enjoyed last year, which is another huge thing this year, is just the – the variety of the music like this is not um you know this is not a punk show this is not a rock show this is not a reggae show there is a little bit of everything we've got you know we got people playing blues we got people playing rock we got people yeah. playing punk and bluegrass bluegrass folk music uh I, you name it like it this is this is truly i mean like Bulgarian nose flute no nothing like that but <laughs> um but if if you know if you're worried about like oh i'm going to get there and um you know oh what you know what if i don't like this or what i don't like that look guys there's 20 bands there's going to be something for everyone and if you don't like the band that's on wait 30 minutes i yeah. promise you there'll be one that you like it's like florida <laughs> weather yeah 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just wait 30 minutes. And speaking of weather, the weather is supposed to be beautiful. There's like yeah. just about no chance of rain, and it's going to be like 80 degrees. So You guys, come out. Come out and support yeah. us. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and thank you so, Fuakata, thank you so much for yes. coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us, man. It yeah, means yeah. a lot yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, so much. It's been our pleasure being here, man. Yeah, man. You guys are all Fuakata, real cool. And AKA the I Rickies. love the music. It is banging, <laughs> and you, you guys are badass. I'm coming to a show as soon as possible. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hope to yeah. see you there, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, <you> guys. guys. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.